Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bocce Boys podcast. We got a special hoops edition of the Bocce Pod today. We got a couple different guests today. I can't lie to you. It's a different crew. Stay tuned for the whole episode. I can't stress that enough. It's a whole basketball-centric episode. Stay tuned. It starts right now. Summer, all I did was rest. New Year's, all I did was stretch. Valentine's Day, I had sex. We'll see what's about to happen next. This ain't no regular shit. We never begging for shit. Niggas is ready to quit. Shit that they hate to admit. In Texas, I keep a rifle inside of the whip. Call it driving a stick. In Vegas, I get two million a night from the wind just to run through the hits. All that on top of the chips. Davis, welcome back to the Bocce Ethan, Boys podcast. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Friday when this is coming out. Let's be let's be a little bit more time specific here. Davis. I will I will drag drag out this intro more, but we have an American hero waiting for us to talk to us right now. Yes, we do. I Let's mean bring that. Him in. Let's bring him in. Senior Air Force, United States Air Force, Harrison Hewitt. Welcome to the Bocce Boys podcast. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I do it all for you guys. <laughs> let's let's uh be clear with the folks. Harrison is broadcasting live from Lake and Heath, England. Harrison, it is late. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, no, but it's a five-hour time difference, so it's like 12, 14 over here. Yeah, this is our Western Conference correspondent, by the way. He is watching every single Western Conference game at 3 o'clock in the morning. His time, of course. Yeah, I'm always uh, watching the highlights. <laughs> All right, Harrison, let's get right into it. If you've never heard Harrison on the podcast before, there's one thing to know about him. He loves Russell freaking Westbrook. It doesn't matter what team he's on. He was on the Thunder for a while. Biggest Thunder fan. He was on the Rockets for like a season. Biggest Rockets fan for that one season. And you better believe he's the biggest L.A. Clippers fan of all time right now. So, here. Uh, absolutely. Let's get into it because there's a bit to talk about. This is one of the most exciting the, years for Russell Westbrook. So, get it. 100%. What's your, what's your original thoughts on how his season's going for him? Um. Well, I was very happy when he got traded to the Clippers and, like, for me, watching him in the playoffs last year, it was so amazing to see him like kind of like turn back the clock a little bit because they stole game one, and Russell's a yeah. big part of that. And then in the rest of the series, Kawhi went down injured, and him and Norman Powell just kind of balled out. And like yeah. Russ and Russ and Norman Powell like tried obviously win, but you know it's hard to take down KD and Booker and Aiton at the time with Chris Paul. So I mean they lost in five, but this year they signed him back to the men deal, which is what as a Russ fan I personally want to know. I want to see him get a chip. He's literally done everything else. Um, and they started out, I believe three and one, and then they got hardened. And to be honest, I was really like kind of scared about that because they I kind of thought, especially when Harden came in and he was like on the system and he wasn't like, didn't really seem like he was willing to adapt, but leave it to Russ to be the biggest man on the team. <laughs> the, he is the leader. He is the leader you're of that right, team. Right. Um, and you know, I personally thought that Harden should have came off with the second unit. Uh, because he could just do hard things. Um, that was my initial thought. And then as I saw him play, Russ obviously came off the bench. And, like, I stand corrected. I think that you could switch him. But I do think that Harden opens up more for the offense just because of how lethal his step back is. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have the Clippers as the biggest threat to the Nuggets in the West for sure. I completely agree, Harrison. Um, but I just want to throw it out there, you know, 
he's averaging 11, 5, and 5. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get around. He sorry. is. I, I completely agree. I think the Clippers actually might be right on top of Denver right now. Um, getting a little biased, possibly. May have, you know, something a little fan doolsy uh, in there for him to win the chip this year. But I completely agree with you. So other than the Nuggets, do you see anybody really as a major threat to you and the Clippers and Russell? <laughs> <laughs> um one team honestly i've been watching the games um the clippers have not played well against the timberwolves each time they've been low scoring games rudy gobert yeah. has always been a problem for russ and he completely ignores hardens like it just you can't drive to the basket i mean i mean Kawhi, the level that he's playing at right now like nobody can stop him so i think if they were to make, match up in a playoff series you got to think that Kawhi and anthony edwards like cancel each other out. I mean, Ant is so electric. I mean, the West is stacked. I mean, the when you look at it, I mean, the Lakers and the Warriors, I believe, are in the eight nine seed right now, nine, or ten, the nine yeah. ten. And so, like, when you look at the teams in the West, like, it's and I mean, I feel like the Grizzlies should be in there, but obviously, everything that's happened to them, I feel bad for them. I'm also a big Jaw guy, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Thunder, I just think they're too young. And I think they need another piece. They they don't have a lot of size. I mean, Chet's tall, but he's just yeah. not he's not built for that. Like he, they need a they need a legit big. They yeah. need a legit big. Like if the if the Thunder had DeAndre Ayton and you could put Chet at the four, oh my gosh, that would be the insane. There is insane. I love that. A hundred percent. I'm not really worried. Just to go down the list real quick. So the Timberwolves, but I mean, during the playoffs, teams always drag Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert out of the paint and they make him guard the uh, perimeter, which obviously he can't do. Um, but I don't think the Thunder are there. The Nuggets are obviously there. The Phoenix Suns, I mean, I'm really not worried about, to be honest with you. That's like my big team Why? that like, I mean, they got KD. If they were to match up like – Health is obviously big with that team, as is with the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi just went down with an injury, um, yeah. and Paul George is pay playing through one, but Harden and Russ are both solid. And, I mean, Norman Powell, I think, has stitches in his forehead. He got knocked up oh, pretty yeah. bad the other night. Uh, but he's been balling. He was huge down the stretch in the Warriors game uh, last night, I think, but depending on, depending yeah. on the time difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I like the Pelicans, too. They're a nice squad, but I just don't think they got – I just don't, like – I'm not counting on Zion. Zion's like Zion not hasn't, there yet. You're right. Yeah, he hasn't shown me anything. And the Mavericks, I mean, they're interesting, but I think they lack defense. Like, I, the Clippers just scream. They're like the Celtics, but in the West. They have two of the most. They've, I mean, I like let me ask you guys this question. Would you rather have Paul George or Kawhi or Tatum and Brown? I'll take Paul George and Kawhi. I think Kawhi is the the difference maker between the four of those guys. hundred percent. So I think I, I mean he's a guy I trust with the ball at the end of the game. I don't think I can trust Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, a guy who cannot dribble with his left hand with the ball in his in his hands. <laughs> Paul George is a great second piece to Kawhi. Um, and not only that, like you said, James Harden and Russell Westbrook being three and four and. Let's not forget Zubak being there too. Like he, oh, he, love him so much. So dude. solid. He's just gonna get you seven and seven and seven, nine and nine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. One hundred percent. Let me ask you this: in a game like last night, where uh, there's no Kawhi, Paul George, you know, was shaky against the Warriors. They were down most of that game, but they pulled it out. They were guys like Norm Powell. Uh, Russ was great down the stretch. What is it team was. Like the Clippers got to do in a tough game like that where they maybe don't have Kawhi or Paul George? Um, well, it helps when you do have 
like Harden, like make this team back in like 2018 and the trade isn't even happening. Like you have two MVPs, like you have so much talent, so much like experience, so much knowledge on that team. Like Russ is pretty much a glorified utility piece on this team. Like he's not asked to be a scoring option. He's wow. asked to crash the boards. He uh, he got massive offensive rebounds down the stretch of that game. Russ and Harden, like they have they have so many versatile pieces. Russ is just a Swiss Army knife, and you can plug him in. And Ty Lue is probably asking him every game, I want you to play this way. And Russ has the ability to do that. Like however much hate he gets, he has the ability to do pretty much anything. I mean, obviously he's, you know, size. He's not like, like Anthony Davis's height, but I mean – Actually, a stat the other day, he has the most offensive rebounds of any point guard in NBA history. Like, he has wow. – I know it's a little, I know it's a little corny stat. I know it's a little corny stat, but y'all, but y'all can fact check me. That's a real stat. But, like, um, he can do – he can – yeah, somebody check me in the comments. But he can do anything. Um, So, like – and Harden can obviously – like, low-key, he is a system. Like, and he's shown that. And, you know, Harden, when he wants to play, is way different than when Harden wants to get traded. Um, so this team without Kawhi and the stuff that I heard early on in the season where everybody was like, Oh, like the Clippers now title contenders when they were healthy last year, when they had Russ, they were talking about, can the Clippers go to the, like, can they go to the Western conference finals? Like, what is it going to take for them? Like, I fully believe if they were healthy in round one and they had Paul George and Kawhi, the Suns they would have won in the first round. Now, what have they got past Denver? I don't know because the problem is Jokic and Jokic runs that offense and Zubak would, I think he would have gotten torched. Um, Absolutely torched. And Aaron Gordon, I mean, with the defense he played against LeBron, I think he would have been able to like clamp up Paul George and made him pandemic P and not playoff P. But (laughs) I mean, I I don't know, but I I love the West this year. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. And I think, I mean, as NBA history has shown two dominant two way wings, um, will lead you very far in the playoffs, and you have James yeah. Harden. The Clippers, uh, I think they're like seventeen and two. I don't know exactly, but I believe they're seventeen and two when Harden is over ten assists. Like, and that's the thing. Russ and Harden have both been asked to carry franchises. They are one yeah. of three players, in my opinion, that have carried franchises in the modern era. Um, like other than LeBron James and the Cavs, and obviously LeBron is the greatest carrier of any franchise in NBA history. But yep. Um, yep. now you're asking Harden, I just want you purely to play make and we're going to feature Kawhi. Paul George is going to get his and Russ, you're going to go in there, be the energizer bunny and do the things that you can do. <laughs> um, Russ doesn't have the ball in his hands that much. And it's for much of a Russell Westbrook fan that I am. I'm not blind to some things like Russ will turn the ball over. Sometimes you'll see Russ going down the court and he'll like make a great pass or like posterize somebody i mean he posterized thon maker like three years ago and we haven't ever heard of thon maker ever again (laughs) so like where did he go but then like i'll watch russ play and like he'll just like pull up from 40 feet out and i'm like dude what are you doing like oh my gosh but so he's not doing that now that's what i'm saying like russ is a glorified utility piece there's not any other player in the league that can do what russ can do in his current position on how he's playing right now and i I mean i hope he wins i hope he i hope he wins six man of the year We'll see. I mean, I mean, I haven't really looked into the six man, but I mean, it'd be cool for him to win it. But I think the Clippers are also the deepest team in the West. And that's what, in my opinion, really puts them over the top in comparison to the other teams. Like, obviously, all the top teams are star studded. Like, look at the Suns. 
Beal, Booker, and KD, are they deep? Are you going to trust Grayson Allen, even though how good he's playing? Are you trusting Grayson well, Allen down the stretch of a playoff, down in a playoff series? Are you trusting that man? That's no. a lot of hate for a guy who's probably shooting about 45% from three. No, and he's being electric right now, and I guarantee you that. But, like, playoffs is different. Like, they, right. it's more You're matchup right. oriented. Um, I don't think the Suns are as deep. I'm KD's is, I mean, with how great Kawhi's playing it, and, you know, I might get hate in this from the comments, but, like, Kawhi and KD in a playoff series, I think they wash offensively. And I'm going to take Kawhi over KD defensively. Um, Book, I'm going to take over PG. Um, and Harden and Beal, I, you know, I'll, honestly, I'll take Harden. Like, I think Harden does more. Um, That's an interesting like, conversation. Like, I, I, you I, I don't go have any problems with what you said. I don't have any problems with what you said. I really don't. But who do you guys think are the biggest threat to the Nuggets in the West? Or, like, who do you guys' favorites coming out of the West? Yeah, see, I think it's actually – I agree. I think it actually might be Phoenix. But my biggest thing with them, and this is taking Denver out of it, um, you know, I think they're kind of top dog. But Phoenix needs to stay healthy. I mean, they, they haven't really 100%. played they're, – they're the new Brooklyn Nets with KD, uh, Kyrie, you know, and Harden basically where, you know, they couldn't stay on the, the floor together for two, three years. They only played 20, 30, 40 games together. I mean, that is not 100%. a winning mentality. They are hot right now. They were they were down in the seedings, but now I believe they're fifth in the seedings. I think behind yeah. the the Nuggets, actually. They are. You're right yeah. about that. I'd, and I would I would love to see that in the first round. I really would. And I'm gonna take two teams that may be considered dark horses, but for some reason they are the number one and two seeds in the Western Conference: mm. the Timberwolves and the Thunder. I love the T Wolves. I know <laughs> Gobert and Towns have their problems, but Gobert has gotten better around the perimeter. Not great, but they do have a guy like Towns in the paint now to block something coming down the paint that the Utah Jazz did not have with Rudy Gobert. Also, no. Anthony Edwards has the ability to just hit that next level. It's it's really yeah, he does. It's really Jordan esque. And then the Thunder. I mean, Shajil Gilgis Alexander. That's all I have to say. Might, yeah, might, I think might win MVP. Yep, that's all he I might. Think. He might. I think the I think the Thunder are too Shea centric. Um, but he is phenomenal. I, like I think that he's going to have a really strong case for the MVP. Um, sure and then will. and the Timberwolves, their front court is insane. I wasn't familiar with Nas, with Nas's Reed's game. I saw a bunch <laughs> of memes about him, and then I was like, "Who the heck is this Nas Reed guy?" And I like I came to watch him. I was like, "Oh damn!" Like might be the play. best so, five in the game. That's all. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean they got Joel Bear. I kind of forgot about Towns, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not a big it's Towns so guy. Forget about him. Yeah, he yeah. scored 60 points and lost to the Hornets. I mean, come on, what are we? <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. That's um, almost impossible to do. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's insane. Um, right, but yeah, I mean, I love the West, but I just we wanted to thank you again for your time. But before we let you go, how many years? Are we going to see Russell Westbrook in the NBA for? Oh, that is that is a good question. That is a good question. Well, he's on the one the minimum deal right now. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I I kind of have been avoiding that question as a Russ fan. Obviously, <laughs> I don't want to see my I don't want to see my guy out of the league. Um, I would say it depends on how these playoffs go, but I think that he'll retire with the Clippers for sure. And I mean, if they make a deep playoff run. I mean, if they win the chip, he could he could kind of – I feel like he might have a little Peyton Manning, like, storybook where it's like, I won my chip. I did everything. Like, yeah. that was the biggest thing. 
people will be like, Russ, you can't pass, led the league in assists multiple times. Like, he's done everything <laughs> that they said they couldn't except win a chip. So, I mean, if he went a chip and retired, I feel like that'd be great. Obviously, I'd like to see him play, but I would say if not – if if they don't – if he doesn't retire this year, i give him maybe one year, maybe two years max, but I think two years is stretching it, to be honest with you. I think he's got one more year in him, though. The man That's does really no sad. wrong. The man does yeah. no wrong. We'll always have that 2016 MVP year that you can watch on that YouTube clip for the rest. Hey, of the greatest life. regular season in NBA in NBA history. Greatest regular season <laughs> in NBA history. <laughs> oh, hey, find, hey find, find me a better one. Find me a better one. <laughs> I don't think I can, and I do not feel like spending four hours fighting you on it. So I will let you have <laughs> no. that one for sure. <laughs> All right, Harrison. Thank you for your time. And no, absolutely. It was it was a it was an absolute pleasure being brought on the pod. And the bocce boys have now gone international, so thank you. We can check that out. No, of this. course. Hey, I'll start putting <laughs> bocce boy posters all over my city in England. Let let my city know. Let my city know. Yo, is, that for, know. is that a plug for some merch right there? I, I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> hey, hey, send hey, send some my way. Send some my way. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you, Harrison. We appreciate it. Hey, no and problem. Fucking go Clippers. I like it. Hey, I'll yeah. catch you, boys. Thank you. Peace. Peace. All right, Davis, it was always great to talk with our favorite Western Conference correspondent. Absolutely. Let's shift things to the Eastern Conference. And we need somebody to talk the side that we want to hear the most, the Eastern Conference and our Philadelphia 76ers. So we have another guest. This is rare. We have two guests. Back 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 to to freaking back. We're welcoming a new member of the Adeline family, a former OCBP legendary lifeguard. It is the man himself, Gavin Gallagher. Welcome, What's up, Gavin. guys. Welcome. What's up, Gavin? What's going- Can you hear me? We got you. Yep. We got you. Okay, cool. Got you. What's going on? Dude, thanks for having me. This is, I, I feel, you know, thanks. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> it's a special time. It's a special it's time. <laughs> All right, Gavin, let's get right into it. We got a lot to talk about with the Sixers and the Eastern Conference in general. Um, we talked to Harrison just now about the Western Conference and what it means for the Clippers and a couple of the teams there. The Western Conference is a little bit more hardened in figuring it out. But the East, there's a lot to talk about here. I mean, we got our Sixers in fifth place. This is all heading into the All-Star break, by the way. This is All-Star weekend. So there's no movement for the next week. How are you feeling about our 76ers in the fifth seed heading into All-Star? Um, I've felt better, for sure. That's a good I way think, to put it. I mean, obviously with Joel being out and how much they've dropped in the last two weeks without him, I think kind of shows how, I mean, if it wasn't obvious before, how much he means to their team. Yeah. It definitely does now. I mean, they're 26 and seven. I think it was like with him and now they're 32 and 22. So not much, not much going their way without him out there, but I, I think they're still in an okay spot. I think, I think they, as long as they can, you know, kind of stay above float and stay out of the, the play in seeds. Yeah. Oh yeah. In hopes that, you know, obviously everybody's hoping he can come back and, kind of ramp up before the playoffs. Um, I mean, with everything that he's dealing with, with rehab and everything, if it all goes well, I think the timeline is, you know, that he would be able to come back and, and have some time before the playoffs start. 
So I, I, to circle back to your question, I'm feeling okay. Um, but definitely not as good as a month ago. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Uh, as Sixers fans ourselves, obviously, you know, going three and nine in the last 12 is not something that as a playoff and title hopeful, we want to see, you know, obviously seeing Joel Embiid putting up maybe one of, speaking of greatest regular seasons of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Harrison's talking about. He just lost his mind. He thinks Russ's regular season was better than what Joel was doing, but. Look, I'll take know. 35, 12, and whatever over a triple-double yeah. and an eight seed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> assuming exactly. you're fixing that's, that's always my would argument. would be top two, but I mean, there's, a, there's I a bunch of other teams in the East, too, that I'm a little worried about, to be completely honest with you, personally, when it comes to being a Sixers fan. And one of them I'd like to ask both of you, Ethan, as well, how do you guys feel about some of these other teams up there? Like the New York Knicks, I don't mean to – Put Max Krasowitz, one of our buddies, uh, our Knicks correspondent, might have to have him oh, on the yeah. soon. But the Odeonanobi trade was unreal, and it's been earth-shattering for New York. And I'm a little worried about them. Are, other than the Celtics, is there any team that, Ethan, you're worried about? And then we'll get to Gavin, too. I mean, Gavin knows how I feel about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> you know how I feel about the Boston Celtics. They are the boogeyman under our bed. I hear that little lap- leprechaun laughing in my dreams. They are the one who knocks, that is for sure. But other than that, I mean, I'm not scared of Doc Rivers, but I am scared of Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I sure am scared of Dame and Dame time. So, yeah, I'm a little afraid of the Bucks. Uh, especially if Embiid's not healthy, uh, some of the game series with the Bucks, I I do like our chances, but that would be incredibly stressful, and I just don't want to do that. The Pacers, uh, I think, could be a wild card. I'm not necessarily scared of them, but with a shaky Embiid, uh, I think Siakam and Halberton can cause problems. I mean, like they are the match made in heaven. It doesn't make any sense why it took this long for them to be matched up. And then um, I'll, I'll you know like Gavin talk about some other teams with the Miami Heat. I mean, just the Miami Heat should always be a, a fear in the playoffs, period. And Timothy Butler. Yep. I mean, that's all I have to say. Gavin, yeah, yeah, any, any teams you got on your radar for the playoffs? You know, the Bucks are, I feel like, I feel like they match up well with the Sixers. Yeah. So I think that's always, always a stressful game to watch, no matter if it's the first game of the year or, I mean, they haven't seen them in the playoffs, but I mean, if that, came about um the heat is another one i was going to bring up i mean they were the what the eight seed last year and got to the finals it doesn't matter where Um, they are as long as they're in. yeah it really doesn't um i think with their coaching like i I, they're almost like this isn't going to be an an on like a spot on comparison but like they're almost like the chiefs like with the playoffs like they just like they just know how to win yeah so i think come playoff time i don't think it really matters to them like what seed they are. And obviously it showed last year. Um, the Knicks, I mean, the Pacers, they're, they're, they kind of, you know, tailed off a little bit. They had a really hot start, but I, I don't, I think they're kind of young and they don't, they don't fear me too much or I don't fear them too yeah. much, but the Knicks are an interesting one just because like Jalen Brunson a couple years ago had his crazy playoff run. So it's like mm-hmm. with the Mavs and yeah. You, know, you can kind of see what he can do with like everybody watching him. 
And, you know, I was a little bummed about that OG trade. I was hoping the Sixers were going to be able to yeah, bring him in. But I think the Knicks are – I was actually talking with my buddy last night. Like, the Knicks are – they're weird. Like, they are always, like, towards the top of the conference or, like, middle of the pack. But never got higher than the fourth seed. Yeah, and I feel like they can never get out of the first. Like, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe this year it changes because they definitely look, I think, the best they have in a while. Um, then let me let me ask you this. Does does Bojan Bojanovic, Alec Burks, OG Ananubi, and, I mean, uh, hell, you, you can throw in whoever else that they've acquired recently. Does that change the Knicks formula? Are they still a piece away? Are they contenders this year? Because it scares me. They're a little scary in a playoff series, but my heart tells me no. I don't think they're uh... – I don't know if I'd put them as contenders. I think they definitely added a lot of um, solid pieces, especially to add depth. I mean, they're, they they have the entire Nova roster and then all those guys they got at the dead. Even Chenzo. I forgot about him. Yeah. 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 I I think Josh Hart. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Nova guys. What's Nova guys. Yeah. Steven Chenzo has been, been hooping, but I think good. I, I, I don't know if I'd put them as contenders. But I, I do think this is the best they've looked in a while. Since Mellow, right? So, yeah, probably since Mellow. Well, yeah, definitely since Mellow. Yeah, definitely since Mellow. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely well, since another Mello. team that you have to put up there at this point, I mean, since the last month, month and a half that you have to kind of talk about, it has to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, they've been. I was been avoiding it. I was avoiding the, it. The hottest <laughs> team in basketball. No, I knew no. you were hottest frauds, team in basketball. Frauds, 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 no way. frauds. Not frauds. a chance. Not no. a chance. They no. will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I will no, put my no, line on, no. on the line for you, Ethan. I, I, I will fight a, a, a long war for this one, but Gattle, uh, Gattle, Gavin, state <laughs> your business first, please. See, I thought the Cavs, you know, they were up, what, one nine in a row until the everybody the game. wasn't playing on the Sixers and they mm-hmm. yeah. somehow lost in Cleveland to them. Obviously, I know it's not about one game, but I mean, I – I don't know. Like the past few years, and like just everything with Donovan Mitchell, even when he was with on like when he was on Utah, like yeah, I got nothing wrong with the Cavs, but I feel like they're just a hard team to like believe in. Yeah, I don't know. I I, there's just it's not something you qualify. There's no stat for it. You're just like yes, it's just a feeling. Yeah, I don't know. They're 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 good, and I mean the past, like you said, Davis, like the past month and a half, they've been on a tear. I think. The Sixers loss or the Sixers win in Cleveland, I think they said was like the only, like the second loss they've had in Cleveland in 2024, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. So it was something like that. But like, wow. so I mean, they, they've been playing really well, um, yeah, especially because I know they got off to like an iffy start um, and then to sure be almost did. 20 games above 500 at this point going right. into the all-star break is big, but I don't know. I just, again, I, they're, they're a tough team to. Let me ask you about it. Let me ask you about a team towards the bottom in this Eastern Conference standings that, to me, are a little surprising. The Orlando Magic. Can you see the Orlando Magic giving a team like the Sixers trouble? Because I hate to admit it, but there, there's, an, there's a very clear pathway where we can play them in a funky second-round matchup, first-round matchup if we get up there. You never know. I Honestly, I hate to say it, but I could see anybody giving the Sixers trouble because I think that's just who the Sixers are. Yeah, but I agree. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Uh, but no, I mean the Magic 
also like they got out to a hot start this year and then they really did um and I, i'm a big fan of paulo Bancaro, but yeah he's I, the real deal. I don't know they're they're i don't know i they're they're an interesting team like i could see it going both ways no i agree them. i agree they're weird they're like you know i think we could beat them but they're yeah, that annoying well, little absolutely. pest that's like you're gonna get big and strong and scary in like two years so yeah. like we got to keep an eye on you. But, you know, but Davis, what do you more, think? Too? Nobody's more of a pest than the Hawks, I will say, though. Oh, yeah, agreed. Shit. I can't stand them. Anyway. But, yeah, I completely but... agree. I think looking down, you know, they're not as – the East is definitely not as deep as what the West is. I mean, we've known no. this for years. <laughs> but when yeah. looking down at this 7 through 11-ish down to Brooklyn, Toronto, um, you know, obviously you got to put Miami up there. But I think – I agree. I think the next one would have to be Orlando. Or if not, honestly, I know they're not in a spot right now. I kind of like Brooklyn and I like McCall Bridges. Uh, I like the defense that they play yeah. there. Um, you know, I know they just let go of uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and brought in Dennis Schroeder. Um, so we'll see as off. time goes along. But Gavin, I have to ask you one last question. We've talked about it in the office a little bit. Thoughts on the idea, and I've been sold on this for a while. Oh, Thoughts no. on the idea. We can't talk about trading like Joel Embiid in the offseason. I mean, you got to look at the Rudy Gobert package. This is not. This is not authorized to be talked about in the podcast. It has to be value. There's this value. This is an there. off. This is off channel talk. Oh, oh. not I, actually. I I think. I mean, first off, I hate the idea. <laughs> Me too. I hate Thank it. you. I hate, I hate it. it. But I but that doesn't mean it's not sensible. Not, I don't think they would ever trade him just willingly mm-hmm. because I think they know. I think they're they're willing to willing to take his injuries and you know the negatives that come with him just because of when he's healthy and obviously you saw it the first half of this year how good and like dominating and how in control of any game against any team it can be. I mean he put up 50 like a almost a 50 point triple double against the Wolves who were like the top in their conference at the time yeah, or still right. are and like the best defensive player in the league like I don't know. I I don't see them trading him. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if it would be this year, but in the near future, if he kind of asked for a trade, if they can't get over the hump and like, you couldn't, you wouldn't even be able to blame him because I mean, he's been here for a decade and they haven't been able to, you know, help him out enough. So that's insane. um, He has been here for a decade. That's crazy. This summer it'll be, 2014 you want to hear a stat I heard the other day. You both would appreciate this, especially Gavin as an, also a Phillies fan, you know, Joel Embiid was drafted the same night Chase Utley hit his last home run as a Philly. That's sad. That isn't that you got to bring up Chase Utley, dude. Isn't that (laughs) isn't that That is wild? Actually, I didn't know Chase Utley was a Philly in 2014. So that's actually kind of yeah, he was there for a while. It's not that bad. Kind of finished off with the Dodgers, but yeah, we don't have to talk about that. That that is crazy though. That it was that long ago. That makes me feel old. But, but anyway, let's get back on track. <laughs> Gavin, we need to talk about who's going to come out of this Eastern Conference. We've talked about a couple teams. We've talked about the Knicks and the Cavs. But who are the two teams that you'll see, that we will all see, actually, in the Eastern Conference Final? I mean, as much as I can't stand them, you'd be stupid to not say the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they were in the finals, what, two years ago? Conference finals last year. Um. I'd love to say the Sixers, but it's just so unknown. I think if if Embiid 
was able to stay healthy and, you know, they were still playing with him. Obviously my, my, myself being biased would, you know, step in, but I think the Sixers would be up there with them. Um, but right now you can't really know. So I think it's the safest bet is the Bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I know it's the boring answer, but it's probably the right answer, unfortunately. Yeah. So those are those are the two I'd pick to come out of the East. Yeah. What do you think? Not you not out of the East, but I'm gonna do a rematch, the one we've been seeing in the last three years or whatever. Celtics Heat. I love it. We're gonna see it again this year. We're gonna see another great matchup. It is getting boring. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather pick the Knicks, but I, I just I don't <laughs> see it. I don't see it. Yep, I'm gonna go with the most dark horse one on the on the book so far. I'm actually gonna go Knicks Cavs. Um, they're, wow. they're not gonna meet up. Rematch the first round the same, last year. If everyone says this stays the same, you know, right here, right now, which I truly believe this is probably gonna be your one, two, three, four going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I 100% see the Cavaliers beating the Bucks in the second round, finding no upsets in the first round, uh, and I think the Knicks can take on the Celtics <laughs> with their depth um, and the Celtics. Honestly, God. their inefficiencies that would in the be playoffs. a series. That would be that a would series. Be that would oh be my God. I like it, All though. Right. That'd be awesome. I love it. I love it. We we still have some ways to go with the Sixers. We got to see what Buddy Heel can do. We got to see, you know, what the hell Kyle Lowry has in that giant tank of his. <laughs> but we'll be looking for the next couple of weeks because I – I mean, that – I the. Game you brought up earlier, the Cavs game they won, it, it caught my attention. I don't know what it is. It has yeah. me very interested to see what these Sixers do. But Gavin, I just wanted to thank you again for joining us tonight. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, I mean, obviously, seven, eight, nine, 76 years. Let's go, baby. Yeah, baby. No, thanks for having me on, guys. This is fun. Anytime, Eastern Conference. I hope I, I, hope, I, hope, I, hope I was uh, good enough <laughs> to be able to, you know, get on again. But. Dude, you're our Eastern Conference correspondent. <laughs> You'll be getting a call back. Oh, well, you know. Just or at least you're our Sixers beat writer, whatever you want. Whatever yeah. time you want. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys. I'll let you the next Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love God. it. I love it. All right, Gavin. Well, oh, we'll man. see you tomorrow at the Adeline headquarters. Sounds good. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, my friend. Davis. Very interesting, Ethan. I'm very that curious. That was a lot of basketball. See, I'm very curious to see what happens in these conferences. I mean, we didn't even touch on this. I know we were talking about some of the big boys in the conferences when it came to the Celtics, the Bucks, all those teams. This is one guy I know we were talking about a little bit today, and then we'll quickly run through some college basketball previews. But Victor Weminyama, a team that is at all the right. very bottom of the Western Conference. You, Ethan, we were talking about it today. And you're yep. all about him. What have you Dude. seen? I know I know you've been staying up late to watch Burr's games on your <laughs> you own secretively, me. very secretively, <laughs> to watch Greg Popovich coach this young man into maybe a top 10 generational talent. First off, I just want to say aliens are real, and there's one living in San Antonio right now. He's seven foot five, and his name is Victor Wembanyama. Okay. Well, we're not this- we're not talking about Drew Eubanks anymore. He's on. He's on. Phoenix. Dude, he <laughs> is being suspended by the NBA, so he is going to area no, one right that's now. That's Isaiah Stewart. He. Isaiah no, Stewart. I didn't even read the press report. Sorry, Adam Silver. Isaiah Stewart, the guy who tried to. Chase no, I know. I, I just didn't know who got fined doing what. I. I didn't. I, all I saw was there was a fight before a game last he night. Sucker so. punched Eubanks. 
Yeah, I know. Eubanks probably did something, though. Come on. Isaiah Stewart, that video when he was charging at LeBron, he seems like a rational human being. All right. Detroit, they're gritty. They're gritty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to Victor Wambanyama. Victor Wambanyama. This guy was the, the clickbait of all clickbait YouTube videos last year. You see seven foot five, but he plays like KD, and you're like, mm-hmm. whatever, dude. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, he plays like KD. He he is like that. I was watching the Mavericks game last night. Go do yourself a favor. Just turn on Spurs Mavericks highlights on YouTube and watch. It's about 10 minutes. Like all you need to do is watch the first five minutes because Victor Wamanyama has, I think it was Daniel Gafford Autumn, hits a step back between the legs, like fadeaway shot, kind of like Harden-esque in a way that you're like, that looks so easy and good. But then you're like, this guy's seven five, doing it with agility that probably should be considered Olympic. Um, I I cannot believe how good this guy is. I mean, there's a game last week. He had a triple-double with blocks. I mean, it's there's insane. a YouTube video that shows every single block, and there are blocks that you're like, how did he block that? Because your eyes just aren't accustomed to a human arm being able to reach that far over and block a basketball. Like, it physically... It, it, it it's it's insanely entertaining. I, like you could probably turn on any Spurs game that Victor Wembanyama was playing in, of course, and watch highlights and be incredibly entertained. Davis, what I could talk about this forever. What do you, what are your impressions of this guy? Because if you get a team around him, he is gonna be a beast, especially with Greg Popovich. I Ethan, you have no idea how much it hurts my heart to not be able to fight you on this podcast right now. <laughs> But I completely agree. I, like, dude, the way I've seen him play as well, I mean, he can just do some things. He Let's talk about what Harrison said earlier on the podcast. James Harden step back. Victor Wembanyama can do that. And yeah. he's a foot taller than him. Not only that, Victor Wembanyama can also pass the ball almost maybe, if not at this point, better than Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there. But I mean, he, he might have a point. Ball. He can pass the rock. He and really can. Also... I think the one thing is a little bit of his, you know, his size without the weight that he has. You know, obviously it looks like a twig out yeah. there. Um, you know, he's, he's seven some, four listed at two ten. He's done some insane. That. He's done some insane um, exercises and calisthenics and all this kind of good stuff that of yeah. uh, he's preventing injury and Foot he's actually before games. Watch yep. videos on it. It's so in, interesting. Yeah, he's literally sure. teaching his body how to roll his ankle basically because he knows he's going to do it in game and he has to be there for his team. So something it, it's tough. It's weird to say that that's a possibility where medicine is at these days. But yeah. look, I think that he could be a stud. I think that. This is going to be the time maybe in the next year or two where they're going to move on from Popovich and they're really going to bring in a new coach, new players, new new draft picks. And I think they're going to be a whole new team coming down the road in three, four years. Yeah, it's going to be really important to see. Like, I I think you're right because Popovich is at the level where it's like he's still a good coach and he's still going, but there's no chance he's going to be able to coach uh, Wembenyama's entire career in San Antonio, no matter how long it, it is, whether it's his whole rookie contract or beyond. Um, because Victor Wembenyama's development is now the most important development outside of whoever the Chicago Bears take number one in the NFL <laughs> draft this year. Seriously. I mean, like, yeah, this guy has potential to be all world MVP. Uh, I mean, San Antonio is not starving for a title by any means, but, it has been a little bit, and he can bring that franchise back on track. And, like, 
it's like this history books really never missed any years. It's just like Daniel, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Victor Manyama. Just the errors just keep going, and it doesn't matter. Let's not put any hate on Connor Bedard, by the way. He's coming Sorry. back tonight, actually. Um, first game back. I saw that, yeah. Since he broke his face. Um, but, uh, you know, he's coming was back. Was his tonight jaw or his face? It was his jaw. It was his jaw, yeah. Oh. But he's coming back maybe uh, the second most important rookie in all of sports. Uh, yeah. We're not big soccer fans, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on <laughs> in that realm. But Mbappe and Pulisic, are they still rookies? I don't know. No, but Mbappe is moving to Real Madrid. That is big news. Oh, really? Yes, he is. And that was talking soccer. <laughs> Ethan, uh, part of my up, take. Sorry. Before we wrap it up today, I just want to talk about one more thing. I, I know we kind of were talking about college basketball this past week yeah. um, and on the last pod, but I just kind of want to start running down some conferences and really just actually at this point do maybe want a podcast up until the conference tournaments are going to start to come it. up. And Ethan, I really want to run through the Big Ten today. That's the Big East. I really want to run through the Big Ten today. <laughs> If you don't I can mind. always talk about the Big East, but let's talk some Big Ten. I love it. Davis, I think this is even, this is a this stack is a, conference. No, I well, highly disagree. disagree with you. Disagree. Highly disagree with you. This is this is maybe one of the weakest conference in college basketball this year. Um, when it comes to you might be right. How many teams are going to have in the tournament this year? It sounds okay. like okay. it might be four <laughs> or five, uh, which is insane. There's, there's just a lot of middle ground I'm seeing here, like. Like, there don't is. get me wrong. Nebraska is not good, but you look above that. Minnesota is not bad. They have a bad conference record. It's just these teams are eating each other alive. Classic Big Ten bullshit. Not one team can surmount itself from the rest of the pack. You know, obviously, Purdue's done somewhat of a job of that. But, I mean, they lost to Nebraska in the middle of the season. I think they almost lost to Northwest, Northwestern. Correct. Like, the Big Ten will consider, continue to cannibalize itself, but – I don't know. It's just like you could see Michigan State making a run at the end of the year. Like there's a couple teams like Indiana, maybe not, but like Nebraska maybe could make a run. Correct. That's you all, never that's know. All I'm saying. It, you never know with Izzo. Um obviously Purdue's a top dog. They're playing Minnesota tonight at home. Uh Minnesota actually just a another stat. I, I love Harrison's stat, by the way. Offensive rebounds for a guard or whatever his stat was. That was fantastic. Both, I'm gonna give you best. another one. Minnesota, best team against the spread in college basketball this year, 20 and three against the spread this year. Wow. No one thought that they were going to be anything, right? They ended up bringing in a transfer. I forget what his name is. I That is bad reporting by me, but he leads <laughs> all college basketball and assists. Um, he has brought his turnovers down. And look, they, they're a good team and they have a good big as so, well. So let me um, ask you this then before this podcast is obviously coming out tomorrow, but let's do a little time traveling. The, the line is 16 and a half. Is Purdue going to cover it? By no, the way, you should not. check the ESPN app right now. So check. No, they are right. not. They are not going to cover. I think Minnesota keeps it somewhat close, and I will call a 13-point loss for Minnesota a close loss. Wow, I love it. I love it, folks. Right on the number. ESPN app right now, and go in the comments and say Davis is wrong or thank you, Davis. Whatever you want. We'll to get know. there. We'll get there. But Ethan, one last thing with this conference. Can I give you a dark horse real quick? Uh, kind of, we were talking Please. about contenders and pretenders, and I want. It's terrible to say dark horse, but for the Big Ten, that conference that has struggled and has not gotten teams to the Elite Eight recently, the Sweet Sixteen, on even, I think Illinois can do it this year. I think Illinois is the team that will be able to do it. Obviously, Purdue is far and away the best team in this conference. Uh, they got upset in the first round last year against Fairleigh Dickinson. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with their guards being so young and now they're developed and you know what, Edie's really hungry. He's a really big guy. And so is when he gives me women Yama vibes a little bit, except a little stronger, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he will never, never, obviously, be good obviously in the NBA. never, obviously never be good in the NBA, but yeah, uh, I think yeah. the fighting Illini uh, are going to do it. And I think that they will be the first team in the big 10 to make the sweet 16 in a year. I think, I don't think anyone made it last year. I am going to go against you. I'm going to go with the team that is slotted or right below them on the big 10 standings, the Wisconsin Badgers. I really like the Badgers this year. I know that they had their trouble against Purdue. And I know that they had a very weird loss right before that. But Wisconsin has been a very historically up and down team, especially in the regular season. They have those weird losses. They are just like Purdue. Um, but I, I just think that – I just – honestly, I just trust the coaching more. I don't like Matt Painter at Purdue. I don't know who Illinois' coach is, but Illinois' Illinois. Uh, his name is Brad Underwood. Yeah, screw that guy. Uh, I like Greg Gard, and I like Wisconsin. And I, I, I just think that they can do more damage. They, they're – going to be probably a three seed in the big 10 tournament if these standings are correct and I, I just think that they'll do well in that tournament and continue on from there i just i think purdue is going to flame out before it even starts that's kind of my point yeah we'll see with wisconsin they had four bad losses in a row in nebraska and they lost to purdue um michigan and maybe and Rutgers, and they lost to Rutgers as well yeah um, so you know they're trying to get back on the right track here but they're an interesting team because they actually uh usually one of the slowest offenses in um all of college basketball they are oh, a very high tempo offense this year and you know we'll get to some more conferences later down the line but Speaking of fast tempos, BYU, just want to put it on your radar for uh, next week's podcast when, you know, I fully indulge in my Cougars. I just said it, my Cougars. Um, we'll, we'll get there next week. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the Big 12 next week. You are all over Houston, huh? They just lost to Kansas, who have just lost to Texas Tech and uh, someone else before that. No, 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 no. We're talking about BYU, the Mormons. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Houston Cougars. Well, I love them, too. We'll get there. That's, yeah. that's going to be a good... Yeah, no, no. We talked about them last week. You've been all over BYU then. BYU is still ranked, I believe. They had a big win against Kansas State last week. Am I right? Correct. Correct. They are... They're steaming. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Houston. I was like... I love Houston, no, too. Houston, yeah. best defense in all of college basketball. BYU, maybe the best offense. A team that's actually shot more three-pointers. BYU having a good offense? What year? Houston, they've had more... Th they've shot attempted more three-pointers than two-pointers this year i love it they're gonna be a dark horse in the tournament oh yes yes isn't that insane there's only that means i'm betting on bYU teams. if they make the tournament there's only been three teams in college basketball history who have done that one of them your villanova wildcats 2000 yes, sir baby oh, i was gonna say it's 16 really it's 2018 i believe i believe that so. good that good dante divincenzo doesn't matter 31 doesn't point matter. championship game let's go baby till the end of time all right, Davis, we could talk college basketball literally all night. But like you said, we will talk about the next conference next time. Maybe it's the Big East. Maybe it's the Pac-12. You're going to have to stay tuned to find out. But I want to thank Harrison and Gavin, our guests, again, for joining us. It was very fun to have a different couple faces on the Bocce Network, whatever the hell you want to call it. Thank you to everyone who watches. Thank you to everyone who supports us. We really, really appreciate it. We've been seeing you guys. Like and comment, following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure 
you share us or just help us out any way you can. Tell a friend, tell tell your friends we suck. Maybe it'll make them pay attention to us. As long as you get the name out there. That's all we care about, right, Davis? The name is Bocce Boys forever. That is right. Say it however you want, phrase it however you want. As long as you're talking about us, that's a win for us. But thank you and have a good weekend. Deuces.